Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show On The Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe McGranahan is across from me. Sometimes I think he's conservative, but other times he's uh, pretty smart. So we appreciate him coming in. Former broadcaster. I'm particularly smart when I am conservative. Oh, I got you. <laughs> so he says, all right, you heard it there, folks. That's uh, right. All right. Hey, how's your uh, how's your party unity working out there? Well, you know, I think I think that it shows the strength of the Republican Party that you know, everybody's the Democrats are always saying, "Oh, they're just slaves to Trump, slaves to Trump," but they're not slaves to Trump. They can think <laughs> for themselves. Our, that's our strength. <laughs> that we're split down the middle. That's cute. Yeah, well, look okay. at how, how do you think? I can hardly wait until the Democrats start feasting on themselves when the far left doesn't get what it wants. Come on, can't we have a little bit of a honeymoon here? We should have. I mean, I think we should all get behind President-elect Biden and support him to the best of our ability. That doesn't mean we bow down to everything he wants to do. If we object or we disagree, we let him know, but we do it respectfully, we do it peacefully, and we mm-hmm. do it uh, We do it out of a sense of love for this country, not just out of personal political advantage. And what did uh, what did I say when President Trump took office? I was optimistic and hopeful, and I hope he becomes the best president we ever had. But you had a caveat to that. What? However, I think he's going to do a miserable oh, job. I, never <laughs> did. I did not have any such caveat. I mean, I could have been pleasantly surprised. You know, that's a he had gone in there and said, okay, from now on, I'm just going to use every ounce of smarts that I have, surround myself with super smart people. I couldn't possibly care anything less about a Republican, Democrat. I just want good government. I want America to move forward. I mean, if he had said that uh, and then started to do it. No president has ever said anything remotely like that. (laughs) Look, in, uh, what do we call it, Marktopia. Right. That's exactly where you would have to be president of to to do that. That's what our CEOs say. Look, I mean, President Trump was what he is, is what he was. He is a flawed human being. He had some good ideas. I think he moved the country in the right direction from a policy standpoint, but obviously in the entirely wrong direction from a personal standpoint. Well, and unfortunately, it took a death toll for, for you and many, many, many other people to realize that, which is sad. Two police officers and four private citizens Two dead. police officers? Right. Yeah, two died. Both died after the uh, insurrection. The, I, I'm aware of the fellow who was hit with the Another fire one was injured and died from injury sustained. Oh, I'm sorry there. to hear. Very yeah. sorry to hear yeah. that. But I must it didn't get that. quite as much uh, coverage, I would say, as the first one. But so uh, you lay and, that directly at the president's door, all of it? Mm, uh, he's 
like if it were a civil court, he'd have to pay 10% damages. I think he's partially okay. responsible. But, I, I, you know, also, it isn't his job to protect the Capitol. Whomever's supposed to do that's partially responsible. And, of course, uh, as I'm sure our good listeners are dialing up the phone, say no, the people are responsible are the ones that were pushing through the door and throwing the fire extinguisher and jabbing the officer with the flag uh, staff and, um, and doing these kind of things. And that is true. They bear most of the culpability. But when you have a crowd whooped up into a frenzy and then you say, okay, go to the Capitol, you know, the, you, you bear some responsibility for all of the broken windows, all the woman who was shot, uh, the police officers who died, and the people. I don't, I don't know if you have culpability for the medical emergency deaths. That's, uh, you know, a little bit nebulous. Well, one of our listeners sent in a comment. They said, uh, you hear about Louis Gommert quoting Pelosi on the House floor. Some media are claiming he was calling for more uprisings when he was obviously pointing out her hypocrisy from 2018. Uh, Louis said, and here's a quote, I just don't even know why there aren't more, why there aren't more uprisings all over the country, and maybe there will be. That's a quote from Nancy Pelosi. What responsibility does she bear for urging on people uh, to, to uprise? So she, you think she's been doing that for six years? Is no, that's saying what, that's that a phrase quote. Over no, and over all again I'm saying is, I'm saying this, that I, you said President Trump deserves what ten percent of the yeah, uh, liability. Uh, just, just I'm going to up you on that. that I think he, I think twenty five percent. I would I would subscribe twenty five percent to him. Uh, and other than that, people are responsible for their own actions. Not one of those people was so insane or mentally deranged that they didn't know what they were doing was wrong and against the law, yet they chose to do it. I argue for personal responsibility all the time. I'll argue it here. President Trump didn't need to contribute to that, but he did. And so he should. Does he deserve impeachment? I would have gone with censure, as I said yesterday, but he already's right, been impeached, so I don't know what good that's going to do. But fine. that They're happy with that. And well, it's a great asterisk on your resume. Not only did <laughs> you get impeached two times, nobody else has ever done that, but the second one is the most bipartisan. <laughs> That's why I said this great party unity. I'm glad that the Republicans ten. have... Ten out of 100 and, what was it, 193 voted against something it? Something in that range, yeah. Ten in favor of it. <laughs> well, it's the most bipartisan. I didn't say it was significantly bipartisan, but uh, it's the most uh, bipartisan impeachment ever from right. Andrew Usually Johnson it's right along now. political lines. Was Nixon impeached or did he No, not, he it didn't resigned. get to that, okay. It would have gotten to that and he would have been convicted, but it okay. didn't get to that. All right, we participate, uh, or I'm sorry, we encourage you to participate. We argue and we encourage you to participate. We're just discussing the important issues of the day. It is an open phones Thursday, so give us a buzz. Uh, tomorrow, we're well, glad to say we'll have John Shipman back in the co-host chair, and I actually am going to do what I said I would do last week and didn't get to, or I'm going to ask him about Convention of States. I always like a little update on the Albright Center, too. But uh, we're going to talk about this and many other issues, and whatever the day's news is, it'll be an open phones Friday. We'll also hear from Mike Glazer tomorrow. Throughout this whole year, we've been hearing from some informed individuals with strong opinions about the politic of the U.S. right now, and uh, he's going to talk about uh, sort of a change of mind that he's had over some time and what he describes as uh, just a, a real s feeling of sorrow. Well, that's tomorrow. What's today? Folks. What are we doing open today? Open phones. <laughs> open phones today. So 1-800-795-9565 is the open phone right now. We can talk about, as we've discussed, uh, the pandemic. Uh, 
I think it is official to say that in terms of hospitalizations, the pandemic has plateaued in Pennsylvania. In, in terms of the number of new cases, we aren't rising as sharply as we were in the past. In terms of the number of deaths, uh, this is the post-Thanksgiving late death toll, that four- to six-week period after infection, where those individuals who tragically will pass, uh, this is that time. So our death toll in Pennsylvania in the hundreds, and locally it's about a half a dozen a day or so. And uh, so we can talk about that if you so wish to. The vaccine's being rolled out. Uh, some folks say they'll get it. Other folks say they won't. Uh, what's your view on that? one 800 795 our telephone number. I'm sure in your dealings you met Tony Jordan, the police chief. Yes. Very sorry to see Tony passed away. Yeah, that is tough news. Uh, he was a go-to guy for so many people, officers, new officers, new chiefs, uh, people, media, if you wanted to know. He's uh, very, very big in helping uh, policemen get their firearm certification. He had his own shooting range. He also, uh, when it came to Black Lives Matter, he l- literally wrote the book, the local paper that some of the uh, sort of a uh, spec sheet that some of the local police officers used to make sure that if they were going to have a Black Lives Matter, that they uh, pre- prepared and participated. And if their officers felt strongly in in uh, congruence with the people who were um, uh, protesting, that they could participate or... Uh, well, Tony you know, will be missed. Yeah. There's just no question yeah, about that. just a real super guy. So, yeah, I talked to him a number of times over the years. So, uh, sorry to see that. I heard he was in the hospital, but I thought he was getting better. I was really sorry to hear that that wasn't the case. All right. 1-800-795-9565. That open line on the mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please do check them out at sunburymotors.com. Uh, you can do as uh, a couple of folks have done. That's email us at on the mark at wkok.com. And you can text us at 70236. Two individuals have done that. So we'll get rid of that. And uh, there you go, Joe. All right. Uh, one of our texters says, so Biden will get a honeymoon period? Where was Trump's? Now, there is an excellent point. Where was his? <laughs> Immediately, they started about impeaching the guy and they, they protest, the women's march the next day. Nobody said, let's give the guy a chance. Let's work with him. It was, let's get him, bring him down. And I, I think that contributed to his mental state. And I think his mental state is what contributed to the speech he made last week and the fact that people uh, read it one way and acted in a terrible way in response to it. Well, I think, uh, Joe, I'm sorry, scratch that. I think President Trump squandered away his honeymoon period with the insightful remarks and ultra-divisive executive orders and squashing rules that have been written and, and accepted for a long time and just immediately moving the country backward and, no, and doing so verbally backwards. with name-calling and disparaging remarks and uh, continuing to call for, uh, How did he I move think, the country personally, backwards? Is, is not ideal treatment of immigrants, but it's his prerogative to treat them as he sees fit. So, how did he move the country backwards? Oh my gosh! You name the, you can name two or three th- ways that he moved the country forward. All the rest of his actions hurt the U.S. In my view. Well, I disagree with your view. Okay. I think his policies were exactly right for this country, and I, I oh, shudder to think what will happen if the Democrats just continue to spend more money. Now they've argued that the Republicans did it, that Trump increased the national debt, and he did, but it's some point, I don't hear among the talk of the Democrats anyone saying we need to return to fiscal responsibility. We need to <laughs> stop.
stop borrowing money no, and financing and our children's future off the backs of our great-grandchildren. And Joe Biden says this won't be the time to worry about the deficit. Right. <laughs> well, when has been this, the time that Bill Clinton worried about the deficit, but he's the only one. Nobody has worried about the deficit. I mean, you cannot eventually keep spending and spending and spending. And I realize Joe Biden's got to f- make good on some of the promises he made. Uh, I don't have any so the doubt first, that... the first year, maybe. <laughs> well, but still, so where, how will we? Where is the plan? You know, everybody says, I have a rollout for the plan. Biden is supposed to announce today his big rollout for how to increase the number of vaccinations taking place for COVID. Where is the rollout of the how we're going to cut down the national debt? Have you heard anybody, Republican or Democrat, talking about that? No one is talking about that because no one has a plan. There may be some obscure politician. You know, it could be Fred Keller has a plan to reduce the size of the budget deficit, but, you know, his voice is quiet now and going to be much, much quieter in in the years but ahead. Here, here's how you do it. You tighten your belt and you what? make a serious no, 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 concerted no. The, effort. Sorry, if the way you, would, you get elected is you give your constituents everything Well, I know how you get elected, right. You give them everything, you promise them the world. But if you were upside down in your house and, you're, you're, you know, you were getting... Uh, bills, dunning letters, the IRS was pounding on the door for back taxes. What would you have to do? You'd have to pull your belt tight, you'd have to make some sacrifices, and you'd have to do what needed to be done to get out of the hole you have dug for yourself. So you can live debt-free. I think Dave Ramsey should be president. I don't think debt-free is realistic. I think we're always going to have national debt, but it shouldn't be continually growing. It should at some point... Exponentially grow. Exponentially. It should be being chipped away at little by little by little. You know, what's the old joke about how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? That's what we need to do. That's the kind of consensus we need here in this country. But President-elect Biden and the far-left people, Bernie Sanders, they're not talking about cutting back. They're talking about increasing the spending. And what does government do when it increases spending? It prints more money. And when you print more money, what happens? Inflation. Inflation. Okay, so I think we should embark on a 200-year plan to pay pay down the deficit. Well, that's how long it took us to get where we're at. No, it took us a lot less time than that. Well, okay, so you go back to Bill Clinton. What would that be, 84, 85? Well, he didn't like cut that. it out. He balanced the budget. Right, had a balanced budget. So, therefore, all he had to do was go a little bit farther, and he would have been able to uh, pair, start you know, start the uh, 20-year process. So, what's that, 84, 94, 2004, but 20, even so circum- 30-year. Circumstances knocked him off of that. It wasn't balanced by the time he finished. We start the 30-year process of paying down the deficit, $1 trillion each year, until we get down to zero. And then it's okay to have a deficit occasionally as long as you have proportional spending in the future. Uh, One of the things that we're going to talk about with John Shipman tomorrow is the Convention of States. And one of their ideals is making sure that uh, the budget is is, uh, balanced in the future. Well, we have one call in and one coming in, so we can get to those, too. All right. So let's uh, take a quickie break. When we come back, we'll get these callers on the radio. We'll be right back. 2020 was not what anyone expected, nor did Sunbury Motors Kia think they would have their best new Kia sales in the last 22 years. SMC success is because of PPP. No, not the loan. But people, product, and price. We have the same great people. Now listen to the product and price for 2021. Choose from 11 2021 Kia Fortes starting at 18665 Saving you 2640 The Kia Sportage all-wheel drive is discounted up to 3775 Sportage is start at 23490 With 22 in stock. You have to see the all-new redesigned 2021 Kia Serrano. Now with available second row captain's 
cares. Buy this midsize all-wheel drive SUV for $31,990. 2021 will be even better because of PPP. People, product, and price. Sunbury Motors Kia on the Golden Strip. Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. Welcome back to the KOK Line Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Uh, we're going to start out with a text. And it says, Mark, 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 the riot at the Capitol started before Trump ended his speech. The people listening to the speech that you say whipped up the violence... Uh, weren't. Where we go. The weren't. Uh, weren't the people causing the problem. The president told the people to peacefully march to the Capitol and support Republicans constitutionally, raising questions about the legitimacy of the election. So when the riot started before the speech ended, and it takes approximately 45 minutes to walk to the Capitol from the speech location, who's to blame? I'll tell you, the fools who participated in the breach. All right. Thank you, sir. Yeah, I, I, I think the president participated in the fomenting of the division, but you're right. Uh, the uh, Capitol insurrection began before the president was even done speaking. Uh, but the walking towards the Capitol didn't begin until he told them that he was going with them. And he was preceded by Don Jr. and uh, Rudolph Giuliani, who are also culpable for having uh, whooped the crowd up into a frenzy so they would go down and do what they did. But again, personal responsibility is paramount, uh, both Joe and I agree that uh, whatever the 50% or 60 or 75% is, that's personal responsibility. You also have people that showed up at the Capitol who were wearing riot gear and helmets and had uh, zip ties to take people, and they erected a gallows almost immediately, so they were quite ready to do what they did long before anybody spoke there. But the, the president, of course, exacerbated all this and also could have curtailed it and declined to do so. But uh, that's, an, I guess, that's part of keeping our fox funnels uh, plugged up to outside messages. Calls. Who's first? Uh, Mike. Mike. Mike, thank you for waiting. Go right ahead. You're on the mark. Thank you. <clears throat> Once again, I got to direct what I got to say towards the uh, the Mr. Joe there, if I could. Sure. <clears throat> I, wanted, I wanted to thank you for uh, jacking up my credibility in the circles I, I hang out in for... I, I predicted to my friends and people I speak to that the moment that a Democrat is elected as President of the United States, the Republicans are going to start weeping and wailing about the national debt. <laughs> and guess what, you, guess what you were just doing this morning? But did you hear what I said? I said President Trump. Yeah, I heard what you said. All right. Well, I didn't blame, right. blame it all on the Democrats. It certainly doesn't belong to them. I don't care you blaming it on. Now, all of a sudden, it's going to the top of the list as a big concern. <laughs> so you don't think uh, we it, should... It wasn't much of a concern when, when the Republicans and, and Trump gave uh, the uber-rich and the one-percenters a $1.7 trillion tax break that immediately jacked up the national debt. That's as, okay. As did the but, uh, supplemental but checks. Now, now, now it's a travesty because... Uh, no, it's, uh, it's not a travesty. What's jacking up the national debt is they're, they're giving people some money because they've been hammered by the uh, epidemic. It's not a travesty. I just point out that, you know, no one is talking about doing that amidst all the planning. No, no, you are. You're the Republican there. You're talking <laughs> about it, aren't you? Or well, are you not? I'm not blaming the Democrats entirely. The Republicans are equally to blame. And I, conversely, I'm not talking about blame. Okay. I'm talking about the subject of your conversation. All right, so you think we should it's ignore it? It's national debt, just Sh like I said you would. Should we ignore it? 
No, but in the middle of an epidemic when interest rates are 0.000, now is a good time to borrow money. I think you must know that. I do know that. I'm not borrowing any, but I do know this would be a dandy time to do it. If you had a mortgage, it would be great to refinance it. Right, yeah. Didn't some community around here just uh, refinance? their debt and save like a, a million uh, dollars or some crazy number you guys reported not long ago. Northumberland County did that. Yeah. Smart. Sure. Why is the federal government every other county doing that? Oh, that's right there. Is Northumberland run by Republicans? Yes. At the moment, it's oh. two Republicans, one Democrat. Oh, what do you know? They, did so- they actually did something right. I'm <laughs> impressed. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're non-partisan I got, other, I got one other problem I'd like to discuss if I could. Fire away. Unity. We got to get together. We can't have we can't have impeachment proceeding. That's just going to fire up people and cause division in the country. And blah 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 blah. <laughs> Let me see now, if I the Republicans <laughs> calling for unity. That's a good one. Are you? I, calling I mean, I'm for... a strange. I'm estranged from my family on on account of re Trump lickings. Are you? <laughs> Three fourths of my family are re Trump lickings. Who, who, who never have, up, even up to this very moment, haven't taken the pandemic serious on account of the bull crap spewed out by Orange Boy. And I'm really, I'm upset about it, and I think I'm going to remain upset about it for quite some time. Well, you are quite the unifying <laughs> factor. You mind, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what, if, if, this, if your remarks don't draw the country back together, nothing will. Nothing will right. You just made the highlight reel, I can tell you that. But hey, anyway. I'll tell you what, I... What forgive him? What for 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 discounting basic rights and wrongs for the last four no, years? No, what what are we going to forgive him for? You're absolutely Be in the right in this case. Gentler Republican Party <laughs> or what? All right, thank you so much, Mike. Thanks for the call. All right, yeah, hey, I'll tell, I'm just a little upset about well, it. Well, I could tell you because are, but it's caused me it's caused me to be estranged from my family. That's wrong. Well, keep All us right, posted. Thank you, sir. Hope thanks everything goes in. better for you, Mike. Thanks. All right, Chris. Thanks for waiting. You're on the mark. Well, it would help if the Republicans would get together and say the election was fair and honest. No. And that, <laughs> and that uh, Biden won, and that there was no cheating going on that would have disrupted anything. And it's in a few votes here and a few votes there, at most. Are they worth looking into, out of curiosity, in your opinion, Chris? I, I, you know, it doesn't it doesn't hurt to check, but I don't think they're going to find anything. Well, I mean, if there that were actual problems, what you mean by that? What I mean I by that? Nothing against them checking, but it's like and and looking at it and find ways to improve it. Right. Okay. And being more consistent, but uh, you and I agree for uh, once. How about that? But but uh, <laughs> no, they aren't. They, I don't think they're going to find anything that would have uh, upset anything. And and trying to do it in ten days before this, and trying to just trying to uh, delay uh, counts and actions, and uh, Trump was obviously trying to get something to happen where he got reelected, and that was his motive, and the Republicans went along with it. And I I told you about that plan plan two weeks before the election. And you said, oh, that's not going to happen. Well, it didn't happen, but uh, a lot did happen to further it along. 
and it was a conspiracy. You made fun of me for saying, but that was supposed to be a conspiracy, and I and I and it it was within the White House. It definitely was a conspiracy to get things like that done. Well, I, they pursued their legitimate legal avenues, you know, up until the point that the president yeah, started calling. Okay, yeah. well, let me just finish it. Up until up too. until up until the point the president started demanding uh, people using words that tended to promote, I won't say insurrection, but tended to promote aggressive behavior. Up until that point, I think he was well within his rights. Well, and then there's the 11,000, trying to get 11,000 votes out of Georgia, pressuring the lawmakers to do I just things. said that's where it was started to go wrong. That's yeah, where it that's started where to go it wrong. started to go wrong, and that was the plot I was telling you about two weeks before the election. Well, plotting it, requires a lot of people involved. If it was a plot, it was a very bad one. It a small group in the White House doing it. Well, they didn't succeed. They did. No, they didn't succeed. They didn't succeed. Hallelujah. That, that, uh, they tried to overthrow the government, but they didn't succeed. They Hallelujah. Didn't, they didn't try to overthrow the government. They tried to uh, change the results of the election based on legal arguments, which failed. Yes, and that led to an attempt to overthrow the government. So you think the president was trying to overthrow the government? No, I think the, the protesters were. Okay. The people who broke in. The pro-Trump insurrectionists. All right, Chris, you got to wrap up quickly. We got to get okay, going. Okay. Well, well, about the 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 debt. Uh, the first thing he did was get all that money back from Europe, which was supposed to create jobs. It didn't. That's one of the policies you were in favor of. Then they had the tax cut that was supposed to create jobs, and it didn't. Well, you and know, the pandemic kind of intervened in there. Dollars of debt when the economy was doing fairly well. And that's the time to cut down on the, uh, the the debt is when the economy's doing good. That's the time to even raise taxes when the economy's doing good. When the economy's doing bad or we have a COVID crisis, that's the time you have to deficit spend. It's very simple. <laughs> but the, the, de- the Republicans always use, oh, the, the country's uh, doing well, we can cut taxes. And doesn't that spur the economy? And, and if it's ramp doing up well, the you deficit. don't need to spur it. You need to you lean towards paying off the deficit. Pay your debts When off. it's doing badly, that's when you need the deficit spend. Well, you need to look up Keynesian economics. No, that is. That <laughs> is Keynesian economics. <laughs> Not entirely, but I agree with you. <laughs> closer than your version. No, my version is I believe, they, I believe government has a right to stimulate the economy, but I also think they need to be prudent in how they do it and not just throw money against yeah, the wall. there was no prudence in this uh, uh, last four years. And we'll all. just see how prudent uh, our good friend... Prudence does not go together. We'll see how prudent Bernie Sanders prudence and the gang is. It's been very prudent. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. You you can call back later and get more time. Joseph, stand by. You're first up at 9.06. This is News Radio 1070 WDK. Okay, Sunbury, 9 a.m. Good morning, everyone. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, 
Mark Lawrence, and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Uh, while Joe, while we were in the break, uh, Joe said, Mark, you know, you're right about all of this. I should have listened to you all along. You're doing a super job. Fantastic. I'm coming over to your side. Uh, you've convinced me uh, it is time for us to enjoy peace, not war, and to make sure that, uh, oh, he's back. Okay. So, yeah, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Thank you. Joe's taking good care of me, so I appreciate that. Uh, but I was just taking advantage of the fact that it was out of the room. I was just explaining to people how you now agree with all of my politics <laughs> and you're willing to... I'm uh, taking good care of you. I'm just running an errand yeah, for Okay, you. sorry. <laughs> all right. Uh, Joseph, you were so kind to wait through the entire break and to be so kind to be one of our good regular callers and a super smart guy and can quote scripture like nobody I've ever heard. And uh, so we're glad you're there. We're glad you're on the mark. Go right ahead. Well, thank you for such accolades, but I uh, appreciate you taking my call. Uh, I want to comment on the national debt. I'm not uh, con- uh, I know it's uh, Democrat and Republicans are both responsible for it, but it's what twenty four or twenty whatever trillion dollars. Now, I don't know if people realize that a trillion is one with twelve zeros <laughs> behind it. Anyway, what I wanted to say is this, and I just want to give you some figures on this. In 1913, before the war, the Great War, one German mark was the equivalent to 25 cents U.S. money, okay? And then because after the war, the war debt and uh, the reparations that Germany had to, was, at the Treaty of Versailles was, had to pay back, it just bankrupted them. Anyhow, inflate, they printed money and printed money like we're doing. It asked, uh, Ten years later, do you know what one German mark was the equivalent to? Be about a millionth one, of a cent. <laughs> one trillion marks it took to buy one U.S. quarter, 25 cents. Yeah. And it says in this history book, if you had uh, your life savings of 500,000 marks in the bank, left it untouched for 10 years and went to draw it out, you would have received it in one five billion mark bill because that was the lowest denomination that was printed because of this hyperinflation it should have been worth $125,000 US currency but it would have only bought you one penny's worth of goods in Germany hmm. so your whole savings was wiped out because of hyperinflation so and the moral of the uh, story is don't laugh at inflation right no, oh, absolutely. I have all my savings in, in investments and stuff, and just like there, uh, it, when inflation takes over, now it isn't bad now. But if you stop the thing, in the 60s, one silver dollar was only worth one silver dollar, unless it was a collectible, okay, uh, of money. But now one silver dollar has the buying power of $20, if not, uh, excuse me. If you take it to the store, you only got to get $1 worth of goods for a silver dollar, okay? But if you, uh, you know, on the market, uh, one ounce of silver is worth $20, roughly, okay? So there you have that kind of inflation that we've just been that frog in the frying pan, you know, or in the boiling, in the cold water, and the, the, the inflation comes up and up and up. But what I wanted to comment on this in Revelations and put it to the scripture and what it I, says here. Joseph, when the third, when I, the third seal is open in the book no, of Revelation, no. and that's coming up, it says that one uh, a day's wages, actually, it says one measure of wheat for a denarii and three measures of barley for a denarii. And in other words, if you look at that uh, currency back then, 
it would have been equivalent of one day's wages for a loaf of bread is what it's prophesying for the future. So it's telling you that it's going to take roughly $80 to buy a loaf of bread. For I don't know what the average wage is today, but um, okay. it's going to get bad. All right. Let's hope not. Listen, Joe, Joseph, uh, Joe's never heard this illustration about the frog in the boiling water. Tell him (laughs) that, please. No, I haven't heard that. Well, if you have a pan on a stove and you have cold water, you put the frog in, he's just going to sit there. And then you turn the burner on, it gets warm and gets hot, and he gets used to it, and he doesn't jump out. But if you have a pan of boiling water in the stove and throw him in, he'll jump right out. And so that uh, we're like that pan in the uh, on the stove since the '60s of of the inflation uh, scenario. Uh, it just turned up slowly, and we we got used to it. Well, my pa- goodness, you know, back I remember back in the '60s, I lived that. <laughs> uh, you know, that's when everything went to. Uh, I don't like to use this word because it's it, it isn't really a curse word, but it went. Down under, <laughs> <laughs> heck in a hand. You know back. what I mean. Right. Because, well, uh, I hope they hope the the uh, peta people don't come after you for throwing peta. frog. Peta people come after you for throwing frogs in boiling water. <laughs> but well, nobody's actually done this. We nobody really knows if this would happen. But the theory would be. Well, I've thrown a lot of fro- dead frogs in boiling water. I used to eat them before <laughs> before I became a believer. But yeah, they're unclean, so you shouldn't eat them according to the Bible. Well, that's another topic. Well, okay. okay, thank yeah, you yeah, so no, much, no. Joseph. Take thank care, you for Joseph. calling in. Thanks for calling. Hey, that's that is a pretty apt and. Analogy, you know, we get used to paying, uh, having a deficit. We think, oh, a deficit's just fine. You know, why not? Well, the dilemma is we're paying all these uh, billions and billions and billions of dollars of interest every day. But isn't there a moment where the frog, growing accustomed to the increasing heat, no. decides this is too hot for me? I got to get out of here. No. By the time he, the so fro- then he's the, boiled. The illustration goes, <laughs> and I don't know if it's real, but illustration goes that by the time the frog realizes that the the boiling water is deadly, it's too late. He can't get out because he's So that's where the phrase, his goose is cooked, came from? (laughs) I don't know. Cindy, since you have been waiting, I'm going to do the news headlines after your remarks. Go right ahead. Well, good. I will keep them very brief. I look forward to the Democrats raising the income taxes. You know, they were very unhappy when um, the Republicans and President Trump lowered the taxes. And so I would expect within the next um, four weeks, five weeks, that they'll undo the Trump tax cut and dramatically increase taxes in this country. I'm, I'm sure that's what they'll do. They've been complaining ceaselessly about that tax cut, and I am sure that they will make that their first order of business. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. That isn't what they did. <laughs> and if history were to repeat itself, it's not likely that they will. I mean, they play us for fools, my friends. I, I wish you would take a look. Every time they've had power, have they gone after the rich, raised the taxes on the wealthy? Heck no. Obamacare, which raised taxes on people, attacked the young, the middle class. It attacked us two and three times over by forcing people to pay taxes, higher taxes to the state and local governments to cover the added costs of health insurance that they had imposed on all those groups. So I look forward to it. Let's see it happen. They should put their proof where their mouth has been and actually raise those taxes. Can't believe they didn't do it yesterday. Would have been a much better use of their time to have hammered all the Americans with much higher taxes. Should, in fact, why just repeal it? Go for more. 
What about what Go about for more? Raise those taxes. Whack those. <laughs> yeah, don't just restore them. Restore them to pre-tax cut levels a couple of times over. Well, Biden has said he wants to raise taxes, but not on the middle class. But if he abolishes Trump's tax cuts, that's exactly what, what he's doing. Yeah, my taxes yes, will go up. Yes, he will, Joe. Just like they weren't going to raise taxes, except that everybody paid higher taxes because of Obamacare, and we continue to because, of course, that all got us that whole frog analogy. That's been added in. You didn't see all these government levels or the school districts decreasing their uh, tax rate because they no longer had to pay these higher uh, health insurance rates, did you? No, you did not. In fact, we saw, thanks to the interventions of the government, that the cost of health insurance increased, the cost of health care increased, and we should all be grateful for that because they know what's best for us. Thank you, Tom. All right. Thank, thank you, you so Cindy. much. Appreciate the call. We're talking about, I don't know how we got onto this, but we're talking about the U.S. budget deficit, which is $26 trillion, which, as uh, Joseph pointed out, is a, uh, a two and a six, and then 12 zeros, I think. 12, he said, 12, right? he said, yes. Right. Uh, so that's uh, that's a big number. But as our earlier caller, Mike, pointed out incorrectly, you know, we've talked about this and talked about this, but it doesn't really get resolved. You know, he's faulting me. Oh, the me. deficit. Right. He's faulting me for... Uh, continuing to well, talk about it now that it's now that it's the Democrats coming into office. All I'm saying, the only point I was trying to make is that no one, Republican or Democrat, is seriously addressing this issue. And I don't believe we can continue to spend, spend, spend without the piper being called uh, for payment or calling for payment. I think we should uh, impose a tax increase across the board, everybody disproportionately and fairly on higher earners, but the middle class will have to go back to their old tax rates, and we'll enact a 30-year budget deficit plan, enact a, uh, what do they call it, a balanced budget amendment, and uh, fix this budget issue, and then no more deficit spending. And I think one of the things they should do is give the president the line-item veto, so that uh, Biden or Trump or whoever is the president is can exercise some caution or some precaution with respect to the spending. All right. Uh, on the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemarkatwkok.com and text us at 70236. Some brief news headlines here. Middleburg Police Chief Tony Jordan has died. Borough Council President and Acting Mayor Heidi Potter says Jordan died Wednesday after being ill earlier this month with COVID-19. Uh, interim president or an interim police chief has been named. There was a procession of dozens of uh, police and first responder vehicles last evening as uh, Jordan's casket was brought back from Lewistown to Middleburg. Jordan, well known in the law enforcement and broad community, has a training go-to, uh, what did you say, marksmanship certification that officers right, who do that, his, right? Right, he had a shooting gallery. Or right, shooting and range. advice for police. We've talked to a couple of police chiefs <laughs> around here who say uh, uh, he was who they would go to for advice and information as they began their chief tenure. Despite its uh, two high-profile events being canceled during d- because of the pandemic, Lewisburg Arts Council, they'll still have a good year. There won't be a sidewalk festival up and down Market Street and in Hoofnago Park, uh, nor Lewisburg Live at the facilities up and down the downtown with music. The council instead reimagining the celebration of the arts with outdoor activities, demonstrations, workshops, and online activities. Lewisburg 
Pittsburgh Arts Council announcing that. Geisinger Medical Center continues to battle the pandemic, but the hospital's CEO says if he were to find one fragment of news, it's that the current strain of COVID-19 is not as deadly as previous strains. That death rate is lower than what it was um, back in the early phases of the pandemic. So I think that's uh, somewhat reassuring. But at the same time, the numbers of people who are in the hospital with the disease are substantially more. Dr. J. Juan Rue also says they have a lot more tools in their toolbox today when it comes to treating COVID-19. Eight New Valley deaths around here, 349 new deaths in Pennsylvania. In the report yesterday, hospitalizations going down. Now only 189 people admitted to Geisinger-Danville. That's four fewer, one fewer geisinger Shimokin Evangelical Community Hospital, three fewer. They're down to 42 COVID-19 patients on board. And Pennsylvania's congressional delegate all nine Democrats voted a second time to impeach President Trump, while all nine Republicans voted against impeaching Trump. Eight of those Republicans, John Joyce, Fred Keller, Mike Kelly, Dan Muser, Scott Perry, Guy Reisenthaler, Lloyd Smucker, and Glenn Thompson fell in line with President Trump in trying Congress to overturn Pennsylvania's election in the vote a week ago. They also amplified the baseless theories that fraudsters stole the election at various points in the past, although not specifically last week with their vote. All right, Chris, stand by. We're going to take a quickie break. When we come back, oh, we lost Chris. Chris is gone. Okay, well, Chris, call back in... You only uh, got a minute anyway. Maybe he decided it wasn't worth the wait. <laughs> it wasn't worth the wait. All right, we'll be back in three minutes. 2020 was not what anyone expected. Nor did Sunbury Motors Kia think they would have their best new Kia sales in the last 22 years. SMC success is because of PPP. No, not alone. But people, product, and price. We have the same great people. Now listen to the product and price for 2021. Choose from 11 2021 Kia Fortes starting at 18665 Saving you $2640. The Kia Sportage all-wheel drive is discounted up to $3775. Sportage is start at $23,490. With $22 in stock. You have to see the all-new redesigned 2021 Kia Serrano. Now with available second-row captain's chair. Buy this mid-size all-wheel drive SUV for $31,990. 2021 will be even better because of PPP. People, product, and price. Sunbury Motors Kia on the Golden Strip, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. The fabulosity, the fabulosity of Mr. Rob Center is clearer than ever. So we just want to thank him in advance for all his help and hard work. Dick, you are on the mark. Thanks for calling in today. Hey, I told uh, Rob uh, while I wanted to go, I was hoping that somebody out there monitors your uh, show uh, in the mornings, maybe from Linda Slayer Culver's office or somewhere. Somebody in Pennsylvania is listening, knows exactly, and I know the guidelines, who gets the, the, who's getting the vaccine in what order. I just wanted to know how they're going to run this. Are they going to run it through a hospital, through a, a drugstore, through a laundromat, through a car wash? I, I, I have friends that live in Florida. They're, they're already getting updates on how to get it done, and, and some of them have already had it done, and they're, and they're not even seven years old yet. Right. I, I haven't heard anything about how, how Pennsylvania is going to do this. And, and I watch on TV, and I see a line in Tennessee or Kentucky that's four miles long to get vaccinated, and I know damn well they're not driving there from, from nursing homes. There have to be a, a lot of people that are 
you know, there are states that are, and, and I understand that every state's doing this differently. But other than other than the guidelines of who's, who's going to get it, I'd like to know how they're going to monitor do this in Pennsylvania. Maybe you could find out from the. I could tell you part. I, I could tell you at least part of it. Uh, supposedly, Walgreens and Walgreens not in Pennsylvania, but in Pennsylvania, CVS has the contract with the government to uh, administer the vaccine. They're going to be part of the solution. Now, at what point they kick in, I'm not sure. But I know that initially their pharmacists supposedly were out vaccinating people, you know, in the nursing homes, that they were among the people who were giving the shots. So I would assume that, you know, you either call your pharmacy or you call your doctor and get the exact date and time and appointment, if you can, uh, for getting the vaccine. But Dr. Levine said yesterday that the problem is they don't have enough vaccine. Is, am I right on that, Mark? Right, yeah, they, they don't have it to give it to anybody right at the moment. So, in other words, the government was going to release every every dose of vaccine that they had, and we don't have enough, and other states have enough to do people under 70 years old. But some that doesn't people, make sense. And, and Florida's got more people than Pennsylvania. Right. Dick, some, some uh, states are holding back uh, vaccine enough to give the second dose to people who already got the first dose. Because I guess on the assumption that if they don't wind up getting more vaccine, those people won't get full protection, and that it's probably better to fully protect some group of people than no one. And I think uh, it's Britain or so, somebody is doing, uh, they are giving out every vaccine that they have, you know, and the devil may care whether you get your second one in a timely fashion or not. They want everybody to at least get their first jab ASAP, and then they'll do the second one. But in any event, in answer to your question, all of this will become clear when the vaccines are available. Your health care provider will give you information. Uh, Rite Aid will contact you or whatever, CVS or whatever it happens to be. CVS is already doing uh, nursing homes around here. But there's so little vaccine coming into Pennsylvania, and there is some coming into other states. But uh, as far as I know, anyway, Pennsylvania is not getting a disproportionately small amount. But uh, I would suspect at this time a month from now, there'll be so many places for you to get the vaccine, you won't believe it. You can go to your doctor's office or the pharmacy or a hospital. But we don't have the vials. But both Pfizer and Moderna uh, say they are in the process of multi-billion level of numbers of vials that will be ready soon. This particular vaccine does not require the same kind of slow manufacture and duplication from one, um, you know, one molecule to the next, the way old vaccines did. They are actually manufacturing this vaccine, you know, the same way you put a car together or something. And um, soon, I, I guarantee you, within a month, you'll have a place to get a vaccine. Oh, and if you're, what guarantee well, are you well, offering? <laughs> He can have my job. I see the Johnson vaccine is about ready to be approved, and that is a one-shot, not a two-shot vaccine. Right. It should be done out pretty soon. And my other point, you guys aren't going to wait to hear this. You're not going to want to hear this. I know this, Joe. A lot of people aren't going to hear this because <laughs> we, of we want to because hear of it. the. But but this, this morning on uh, on the WMLP, the guy that's on in the morning, the conservative guy, he had he was talking to somebody in Israel, and I know Israel is not United States, but he said that by by sometime early March, everybody in Israel will have been vaccinated, and he said it's because they have a national health care uh, plan. Well, everybody has national health care. Well, that's so a Israel, factor. Everybody will be totally done with their vaccine by March. All right, that's and over a here, we're factor. We're still wondering what's going on. That's a factor. And I know you don't want to hear about national health care, but that's <laughs> just the way it is over there. All right, thank okay. you, Vic. What I want to hear about is, uh, you know, the rollout of the vaccine and everybody getting it. I'm in group what one B. 
I'm not a first uh, responder, no, but I'm so over I'm, right, I'm over 75. Other states they've already surpassed that, and they're and they're and they're doing people under 70 years old. Right, and, and I know it, that to be a fact because I talked to people that had it done. They're doing it in Florida, as you point out, and we've had some people on the show call in and say, "Well, uh, Florida's all messed up. The governor's doing a terrible job, yet he's getting yeah, it in well, as many arms as he can." And now even well, I gov- just, governor. I just know that people. I just know that to be true because I talked to a lady. Her two sisters are both in Florida, and they both got vaccinated already. The yeah. first dose. Well, let's guarantee that happens. She would never lie to me. Well, just bear in mind, Mark has given you his ironclad guarantee that you will be able to get it in a month. So call back in if, if I'll call before well, that. Well, if nothing else, then maybe they, we could come down there to Blue Hill and then come and walk right through your station and get vaccinated. Well, yeah, the, the, this will be among the places. You can go back into the conference room well, and have it all divided up. My mother used to say I was vaccinated with a Victrola needle, so... <laughs> now that's a lot. That's right, an I old just, joke. <laughs> I just I clear some of it up, but I just I just wish they'd be a little bit more forthcoming and just come out with some more information. I can't be the only person that's questioning. What's no, going you're on not. Here. You're not. You're no, not. Everybody's you're not. wondering where the heck. The, where's my Where's my jab? And a lot of people. You also know within Pennsylvania, a lot of people are getting them, and that's because hospitals ha- have been required to not only vaccinate their frontline people, but to vaccinate uh, ten to fifteen people uh, percent of people out in the community with the vials. That that they have. So, you know, you can talk to EMS people or human service workers or healthcare or dentists or whoever it is, and they said they got it. And part of that is because the hospitals have to share it. They can't just say, okay, well, we're going to take care of all well, our well, staff I have first. no issues with that, but, but they can't be out of vaccine with just the healthcare workers and the people in the nursing homes. Hopefully well, I saw, if that's the case, then they don't. I saw a former employee of ours here uh, who was in our news department. He got a shot uh, he got the vaccine, and uh, apparently he got it at Geisinger, and they gave him a certificate. Now, whether everybody gets one or not, that shows that he received the first shot and which vaccine. I think it's going to be very important to figure that we don't mess things up, and if you get a Pfizer the first time, you don't get a Moderna the second. You, you know, you want to make certain that the continuity is there and that you get the second shot of what you had the first shot of. And somebody's well, got to do some record keeping. You'll probably be able to go on Amazon and get your stuff sent to you by the mail. <laughs> you jab yourself. Jab yourself. Hey, yeah, you like know, that EpiPen. might be the most efficient way to do this. <laughs> like an EpiPen. Hey, thanks. Right, thank you, Dick. Yep, Dick, appreciate I'm the call. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Where are we headed here? Let's start at the top with text. Okay. That, that one stands alone at the Flat very Flat tax at 15% paid by everyone earning a wage. Everyone pays the same rate. That would be fair. Isn't that what the Democrats have been claiming? mean they want? Ooh, I haven't heard too many flat tax arguments, but yeah, that would be okay. Although 15 seems high. If everybody's paying it, we well, probably the argument need to is, be that high. The argument is that, well, not everybody makes the same amount of money. 15% for somebody making $10,000 a year is a lot harder to come by than 15% for somebody making $2 million a year. So what if you did, not a graduated income tax, but what if people who earn less than $10,000 a year wouldn't have to pay it at all? Well, now you're not into a flat tax. Now you're into what we have now, where there are deductions and, and allocations made for people who don't do quite as well, or accommodations <laughs> made, not allocations, flat accommodations. Tax. 15 seems high. But anyway, hey, if you tax uh, Jeff Bezos 15%, <laughs> there goes the budget deficit right, right well, there. Well, that's a good idea. Let's do that. Uh, one of our regular writers says, I'm going for my first COVID vaccine this morning. I'm so happy we can get one now for direct support workers and others. So, I believe he's a nurse. 
Uh, well, he's a direct support worker, he says here, so I guess that would be a, among that group. So, good. Somebody's getting it. Uh, good morning. We need to have taxes raised for the 1% and businesses. If you make more than $250,000, you can afford to pay more. I also think we should take away the money given to people with children in their income taxes. Really? Why? Oh, yeah, and I don't know about raising taxes on business. That that tends to slow the economy. I, I think if you if you do disproportional raises in taxes on businesses, you're going to get less hiring. And one of the things you want to do is to make it easier for businesses to hire, not harder. So right, We want people to have jobs. Uh, I mean, businesses should be taxed fairly, but uh, not disproportionately high. All right, uh, Cindy's back on the line. Good morning, Cindy. Thanks for calling in. Good morning, gentlemen. Just quickly, keep in mind that if you ta- we do tax people's earned income, right? But for example, the school district taxes earned income, but doesn't tax income that isn't earned, like capital gains. And why is that significant? Well, this is what the uber wealthy live on. This is the mumbo jumbo that we get hit with. <laughs> where you don't realize you're being taken to the cleaners. It does seem fair to charge everybody 15% on their wages or earned income. However, what if your income isn't earned? Then, of course, you don't pay any tax at all because that's the scheme. But I so submit what we to you really need to do if we want to tax the wealthy people is we need to tax capital gains. And what are capital gains? Well, aside from when you sell your house and hopefully you make a profit on it, it's for trading in stocks. And who has shielded the increase on the capital gains taxes? Do you know, Joe? Republicans. No. Oh, no. No, 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 no. The senator from New York, where the uh, stock exchange is. Oh, okay. And who might that be? Well, Republicans have advocated for that tax anywhere, that re- elimination of that tax. You're talking about um, Chuck, Chuck Schumer. Schumer, right. And who is Chuck Schumer? He is now the head of the Democrats in the Senate. He's the head of the Senate. But I, and he I, has used his power as the minority head to defeat the effort to raise capital gains now for years and years. I've been watching this for years and years. And, you know, that's unearned income. Yes, it is. However, why shouldn't uber-wealthy people pay tax on that income? They do pay a small amount. Why shouldn't they pay more? Why shouldn't that income be taxed at the same rate of wealth as if they earned a wage waiting tables. Well, what, would you then give them money back if they are not successful at investing and they actually lose money? Well, they already do that, Joe. No, they don't. They're not not to the extent that you're talking. You're talking about a penalty for a substantial penalty for successful investing, as opposed to a substantial payment if you fail at investing. All oh, we wow. do is give you we give you some money it's off your gamble, income tax. Though. It's a gamble. Right, but it's a gamble they the take. Kitten? So if I get a job and I don't do well at the job and I get fired, are you saying that then you should be taxed to give me money? No. Well, you, we are, you, well we are we are you can hit unemployment compensation. As which long is as you, as you pay into when you earn wages, well, and which yep. you don't pay into if you live off capital gains. But whether or not you, uh, you even if you haven't paid into it, even if you have been not doing a good job, you are still entitled to it if you did your best effort for that employer. So you could wind up getting money for which you did nothing positive. All I'm saying is if you're going to take away capital gains, then I think you need to have some greater compensation for people who fail at investing, and I don't think that's right. I think that you know you take the risk if you if it pays off you're rolling in hay but if it fails you're also taking the risk there too and you you take the shot 
And it isn't, Joe, it isn't like if you make money in capital gains, you don't keep the money, save the taxes. And in capital gains income is not Social Security taxed, is not Medicare taxed, is not local school district taxed, is not state taxed, is et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. It's immune from a wide variety of taxation. So if you make your money in capital gains, even if it's less than you would have wished, you are still far ahead of that person waiting tables down at the Wendy's, way ahead of them, because they get hammered with all those taxes on every dime they earn. But you're still subject to all the other taxes in place, sales tax, you know, um, things like that, your real estate tax. I mean, you still are going to pay taxes. It's not like you get a clean slate. In, I think that all income should be taxed equally. Okay, well, fair enough. All right, thank you so much, Cindy. Thank, thank you for calling in. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number or email. Uh, Chris, the Texas Attorney General has charged a woman with election fraud two days ago. So please, please tell us again how there is no fraud. Why are the widespread <laughs> fraud is the actual way to word it? Why are the Democrats so terrified of having the inconsistencies in the election investigated? If you are so sure that Biden won fair and square. There's no widespread fraud that caused the election to go the other way. I think both Republicans and Democrats have criminals in their ranks that did little individual things like, uh, what was that guy in Wilkes-Barre registered as dead grandmother or mother or somebody? Well, or? It's, I asked Chris if he thought they should be investigated. So we anyway, agree so they he should vote be. for they Trump. They should be investigated. So she could vote for Trump. She's dead. The dead and she's grandmother voted for Trump. Well... <laughs> it makes perfect sense the more you think about it. Why Why does that make perfect sense the more I think about it? 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarket.kok.com. Key questions of the day. When am I getting my vaccine? And the uh, dead actually vote Democratic more than Republican. Check Chicago. <laughs> is, is that true? <laughs> it's just a funny sentence. That's all. The dead vote Democratic. Democratic more often than not. They do. All right. 1-800-795-9565. If you are dead and Democratic and you wish to defend yourself, give us a buzz. <laughs> 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarket.com. Uh, we just got confirmation from Senator Robert Casey's office that he's going to call the WKOK live telephone talk show on the mark. He won't call when Joe's here, but he'll be perfectly willing to call tomorrow. Hey, he's my friend. <laughs> I got a Christmas card from him. Oh, did you? <laughs> right. Never saw so many black-haired women in my life. 1-800-795-9565. You can call us, and that's the number Senator Casey's going to call tomorrow at 830. If you wish to email or text in a question in advance, feel free to do so. Uh, We'll put it to the senator. Tell Bob I'm sorry I missed him. Okay. 1-800-795-9565. Call us now. We're talking about the U.S. budget deficit. We can talk about the impeachment and the most bipartisan impeachment in the world of uh, President Trump. And how much longer are we going to continue to waste the nation's time by proceeding with the trial in the Senate? Uh, that's a good question. Mitch McConnell's not quite indicating exactly how he'll vote. Uh, well, if Lawrence's worthless opinion is zero, but uh, nothing I say goes anymore, so I don't get this to uh, respond to this. All right, call us now, 1-800-795-9565. 
Wow, great bumper music. I love it every time Rob uses this one. 1-800-795-9565. We'll take uh, calls. Call us now. 1-800-795-9565. President uh, Trump is uh, changing his tune a little bit and trying to be a little bit more conciliatory and gracious, even a little bit uh, presidential yesterday. So he sent out uh, this quickie message. These are tense and difficult times. The efforts to censor, cancel, and blacklist our fellow citizens are wrong, and they are dangerous. What is needed now is for us to listen to one another, not to silence one another. <laughs> wow. Isn't that funny? <laughs> yeah, no. Uh. It's the new president. The old one didn't work out. So uh, <laughs> I would well, say he's seen the light. Well, and I think he's, he's really trying to preserve what he can of his legacy because he's just going to be remembered for all of this chaos now at the end of his term. And, you know, it, it is further and further overshadowing the many fine accomplishments that you say he has. So if I were him, I would keep these messages up. I would, uh, I would you know, amplify them and take them to individuals. I would call the head of the Proud Boys and tell them to stand leave, down, leave their riot gear, <laughs> you know, wherever they live in Washington and come down wearing Well, he made it pretty clear that shorts no, and a T-shirt. He said no true supporter of mine would resort to violence. So we'll see whether or not <laughs> that happens. That's I why, hope it does. That's why his helmet, helmeted cadre were in the front doors of the Capitol last week. Now, they weren't his helmeted cadre. They weren't. He didn't order them in they there. They weren't pro-Trump supporters. Well, were I didn't say he ordered them. I just okay. said they're, they're his supporters. So suppose Joe Biden's supporters went on a rampage. Would you blame Joe Biden for that? If Joe Biden had been fomenting violence for six years, yes, he'd have to be. Now, what violence has the president fomented for six years? Six oh years my of violence. God. The divisive rhetoric, the now, violence. That's not calling for violence. I can be divisive without being violent, Mark. Plus, there is a distinction. Plus, making sure that uh, his believers, those people who are his followers, are, are certain that Democrats are interested in killing the country or socializing us or taking away all of our weapons. This ultra-divisive rhetoric ha- has impact. Words matter. You keep saying that on they this do matter. show. I, and so, I believe that I'm, with I'm all my heart. I'm surprised that I have to recap this to you. But, but he's been the most divisive he president was talking about. Far. He was talking to political dissent. Political dissent no, is no, permitted. No, 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 you no, no, said no, no, violence. No. Violence is go beat somebody up. Go no, throw no, somebody no, no, no. off a bridge. Your Fox That's funnels violence. do not allow you to hear Your CNN funnels says. are distorting the truth. <laughs> I have NPR funnels. Thank you. <laughs> Steve, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. we got another caller coming in also. Go ahead, Steve. Good morning, gentlemen and everybody else. I, I'd like an update. My bills are coming so late that I got a water bill, at, say, on Monday. It was due on Tuesday. My insurances and everything I got. Uh, I got my insurance thing. I have to pay a due, dues, $42 a year. They take my payments out of my pension. I got it on the 13th. It's due on the 15th. Is this nationwide? Is this regional? Is anybody else having problems with this? Well, the mail you, is I'm, slowing down. Did you check the date that it was mailed? Did you check the postmark date? No, sir, I didn't. 
That would be the I clue. Did. I mean, that would tell you how long it took to get to you. If it was mailed the day before and it got to you that today, that's not bad. But if it was mailed to you a week ago and you didn't get it, then that's the problem with the post office. And we talked about this prior or just after the election. The U.S. mail is getting slower, but this is because of uh, what some of our good experts are called an eight-year dismantling of the post office's ability to handle high volumes of mail. Part of the issue began because in order to save money and because mail volumes were starting to go down somewhat, uh, machines were taken offline, uh, reserve centers where they had people ready to handle peak uh, periods of mailing were taken offline, and uh, new machines were not ordered. And this has been a process that's been going on up to now. But now all of a sudden everybody says, okay, guess what? We can't travel. We can't see in person. Let's use the U.S. mail. Let's buy groceries by mail. Let's do everything by mail and UPS. And and uh, so now the mail, the post offices are way behind. I mean, we heard of people, this would be late last week, that just got Christmas cards that had been mailed two weeks earlier. So I wouldn't blame postal workers, but the U.S. Postal Service as an institution is significantly slower than it was before. Now, Joe doesn't know this. This is news to Joe every time we bring it up. But it is true that this is happening, and that's why. And it, uh, I, well, you know, I'm not I was getting first my mail blame, delayed. I was first to blame President Trump, and he's partially responsible because he could have fixed this and declined to do so and then appointed a guy that knows nothing about mail, U.S. Postal Service at all. A good good CEO guy if he were in private business. but And it, so the mail got even worse under his tenure. But President Trump didn't start this. But I'm getting my mail in a timely fashion. Good for you. I know when I get my, my uh, power bill. I know when my gas bill comes. You know, and they're right on schedule. I haven't I haven't noticed any delay. Okay. So sure. maybe it's the Sealands Grove Post Office is better than your post office. I don't know. Well, but don't you have your own post office in Shemokinam? We do, but they don't deliver out of Shemokinam. They deliver mail out of Sealands Grove. Oh, and when you mail a letter to someone in Sealands Grove, does it go to Harrisburg first? Yes, it goes to Harrisburg <laughs> first. <laughs> See, there's part of the time that it takes, Steve. It may save personnel money, but it doesn't save uh, time. Thank you, sir. Does that answer oh, your question? Well, no. I, I just want to say one thing. I'm not blaming anybody, but I'm saying, I mean, that insurance dues I'm supposed to pay. They send a thing there with COVID. I'm I'm speculating. But they said it it could take forever. Their phone numbers or anything, you know, to call them and say that I just got it. Are these companies taking everything into consideration. Oh, that's I don't a good want question. to lose insurance. I don't I don't want I pay I guarantee you within forty eight hours I pay my bill. And the only time it takes forty eight hours is if I get it on Friday and I mail it on Monday. All right, you'll have to ask and, them. You have to well, ask most, individual companies. Most companies thank give you, you about thirty yep, days to you. pay from the date that the, they anticipate that the bill was arriving at your door. You know, so if if it's that late, you certainly should check with your local post office. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Steam by Al. You are our next caller. We have time for a speedy dialer. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. 2020 was not what anyone expected. Nor did Sunbury Motors Kia think they would have their best new Kia sales in the last 22 years. Sunbury Motors Kia. 
SMC success is because of PPP. No, not alone. But people, product, and price. We have the same great people. Now listen to the product and price for 2021. Choose from 11 2021 Kia Fortes starting at 18665 Saving you $2640. The Kia Sportage all-wheel drive is discounted up to $3775. Sportage is start at $23,490. With $22 in stock. You have to see the all-new redesigned 2021 Kia Serrano. Now with available second-row captain's chairs. Buy this mid-size all-wheel drive SUV for $31,990. 2021 will be even better because of PPP. People, product, and price. Sunbury Motors Kia on the Golden Strip. Routes 11 and 15, Hubble's War. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, uh, I'm Mark Lawrence. Uh, reminder, Senator Casey calling the show tomorrow at 8.32 a.m. We have a real star in the studio. That's John Shipman, our guest co-host tomorrow. But then we'll have Senator Casey calling in at 8.32 to talk about impeachment and insurrection and uh, going forward. And uh, we'll ask him, isn't it a waste of money to do an, an, anything in the Senate when the president's ask already Ask him about out? the deficit. <laughs> he was so concerned about it during President Trump. I'm sure he's just <laughs> oh, he as concerned now. <laughs> he will laugh hysterically for a moment, I'm sure. Hey, we invite you to do what I just did this morning, and that's go to sunburymotors.com to take a look at my Ford F-150 that's down there. It is gorgeous. got a six-and-a-half-foot bed. It has a moonroof and a power rear window and two rows of seats. It's that uh, sort of that bright blue color that I've seen on some of the Fords. It's got a lift kit already on it and running boards, and it is the cat's meow. Uh, we got Joe's Lincoln Navigator with a V8 engine. I tried to get a V10, but they don't make it, so you can't guzzle any more gas than that. Uh, Kia, Hyundai, pre-owned cars that are in perfect condition, hundreds of them. And all of this, I haven't even uh, stopped mouse clicking. We're doing all that online. I can purchase the vehicle online. I can trade in my vehicle online. Uh, all of it safe and sanitary, and it's an opportunity for you to be super served, as I have many times, by the Sunbury Motor Company. Sunbury Motor Company sells Ford, Hyundai, Kia, Lincoln, a premier service provider for all makes of cars and trucks over at the Quick Lane. Please do as I do, Dave. Go to sunburymotors.com. Al, you're wondering how I could have frittled away the time that you do have available, but I just did it. So go ahead with the time left. You're on the mark. We got one another call or two. I appreciate what I can get out of you. And copy different cam must be getting very, very tired. Can you speak up just a little bit? We can't hear you. Kathy Gifford's hand must be getting very, very tired. Oh, Kathy Gifford, the the comedian? Yeah. Because she's Griffin, still holding that image up of our beheaded president online. Okay. And that's that's so hypocritical when they take President Trump down for some tweets, and you can still find that picture up there online. And she's a U.S. government leader and the leader of the free world? Well, isn't everybody equal? Didn't she Aren't violate their policies? Them? Apparently not, <laughs> if he can still see it. Yeah, go ahead, well, go ahead now. Go up there and, and maybe everybody would be happy if it was on a silver platter. Why don't you just wish that your president for five minutes be the bigger person and concede the election? Because it was fraud no. and unfair. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Noted. And, All right. uh, I heard somebody say that uh, Don Jr., President Donald Trump Jr., president. may be the Antichrist. Can you I confirm think you that? Said that the other day, Mark? Is that true? You think? Well, you said it the other day. Oh, oh, did I? <laughs> I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure I was speaking facetiously. Well, you said it. Well, That's I don't right. really know who the Antichrist is, to tell you the truth. And, well, you you've implicated me. He might be it. Okay. And then uh, John Lennon. Did you ever hear of him? 
of he the wrote Beatles? Oh, Bloody Sunday. Okay. Which was Kent University the other day, which everybody heard of and how mixed up we were in the 60s. Mm-hmm. And this is just a continuation of the 60s in my mind. But I'm older now and I uh, I have faith that, you know, God's gonna, God's will will be done, no matter what that is. Okay. That's all I got today. I got to go lower my uh, interest rate, my own, my commercial loan, by about a percent and a half. Thanks to President Trump. Yeah, yeah. There we go. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> thank, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Al. Appreciate the call. All right, uh, we could do some emails here. Right, Let's one of our emailers, I guess, in refer- reference to what I said. So glad you haven't gotten late mail, but I have. I just had a check clear yesterday that I wrote and was postmarked on December 11th, 2020. It went from Lewisburg to Ohio. I still have a check A W O L that was written about a week later and went to Southern PA. A W O L. Absent without authorized leave, that's a military term? No, just absent without leave. Oh, well, usually say W-O-L, it stands for authorized leave. Okay. Anyway, so there's someone who has obviously had an issue with the postal service. Now, when what the minute we have left, or two minutes we have left, and we don't get another call, and we probably won't since we have the lines tied up. Well, you know, do you think this is worth the time and effort and money it's going to cost to actually run a, an impeachment in the U.S. Senate? In the U.S. Senate? No, no. I, I think the president's legacy is uh, damaged sufficiently that he'll never serve in public office again. I sincerely doubt the outcome that the Senate would convict him anyway. So uh, even if it's Democratic controlled, they can keep things moving. Moving along, but they can't make dozens. They need of, 67 votes. Yeah, they can't make dozens of senators vote for it. I think it'd be a waste of time. I think this would be a great pivot point for the country. We've got a new president. Uh, Trump is gone. His legacy's damaged with the trivia that he had the most bipartisan impeachment ever, plus the, of course, two impeachments, which nobody else had. See, he loves the most. He loves superlatives. So as I he, think o- it as he often says, nobody's ever seen anything like it. Plus, I'm sure <laughs> it would cost a gazillion dollars to spend time working on this instead of. Issues. Well, I was surprised that President-elect Biden has said that, uh, told Nancy Pelosi that she'll let you, you go ahead and deal with impeachment. We're going to work on our, uh, you know, getting our people uh, certified and uh, you know, approved by the Senate. But if the Senate spends all of its time on the impeachment, there will be no time. You yeah. know, he wants it to bifurcate, which means, I guess, do two things at one time. Well, they, for four, eight, 20 years, they haven't been able to do one thing at a time. How are they going to do two things at a time? I don't know. And uh, honestly, I think the uh, Democrats have such a big burden on them now. You know, with great power comes great responsibility. That's biblical. Thank you, Joseph. And uh, honestly, could they not really, like, start fresh and say, okay, you know, this president's bad. We have an impeachment article. Let's vote today. No, we don't have enough. Let's move on. We want to unite the country, but let's continue to pick the scabs (laughs) that we have already developed. You know, let's just see if we can make them bleed again. What? Thank you, sir. Great great week. Uh, Have a great uh, retirement-lengthened weekend. Enjoy yourself. Hope you get to at least uh, see your grandkids from a distance. So do I. And we'll see you Monday morning. Thank you, everybody, for listening. You're listening to News Radio 1070, WKOK Sunbury, WKOK News Time. It is 10 a.m. Time for the Dan Patrick Show on WKOK.